What's up, everybody? Welcome to Something Awesome. I'm Mike. That's Rick. And uh, as you know, we're a podcast that lives on the corner of nostalgia and new, where we don't necessarily talk about the newest things uh, that are super relevant or the oldest things, but we're somewhere in the middle. Today, however, we're going to be talking about something newish while Rick does his best silent Bob over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we saw if you're leaving and hanging out last week. Yeah. Uh, a bit of travels, a bit of busyness. Uh, but we got some relevant stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, we do have a movie to talk about. Uh, That's right, a movie. Yeah. Even though as of recording, the SAG strike is still going Tentatively on. Tentatively off. Right. Um, until they vote. Right. Because uh, they did come to the table. They did make a negotiation. Yes. Uh, it's just now up to the SAG members to vote. Right. Um, uh, if they're going to accept this mm-hmm. deal or not accept this deal. Uh, so currently, as of the date of 11 17, I don't know why I left the number. Um, they're working on it. Yeah. Uh, but that means we can talk about a few things here and there. Well, but this movie was also fully independently made. This movie was independently made. Uh, this movie uh, was also done before the strike yes. as well, too. Um, and another thing about uh, A24, mm-hmm. uh, who did this, uh, they also did Tusk. They distributed. Distribu- yeah. Distributed. Distributed. Yeah. Can't fucking talk today. They distributed this movie. Correct. Um, uh, and like I said, they did Tusk. Yeah. Um, they, uh, even when they were on strike, this company adhered to all of their demands. Mm-hmm. So even whatever was negotiated now, like they adhere, that's why some of the A twenty four productions were able to go back in right. production. Right, they were able to keep going because they paid everyone what they wanted. They, you know, gave the actors what they wanted and the writers what they wanted, so they were able to move forward. It's a lot easier um, for independent film companies to do that because the independent actors and actresses also a lot smaller of a ladder, and they also and know we can't be we can't be over here asking for millions of dollars because it's an independent. Is I mean. A24 is on that bubble now, though. They're pretty big. I mean, they're big, company, but they haven't been bought out by Yeah, they're still major, independent. Yes. Yeah, they haven't been bought out yet by a big major, yeah. uh, uh, like Warner Brothers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they can spend so little, take their time, make a quality product yeah. that will show revenue uh, if it's a success. Right. So, um, I mean, just look at like Ba, you know, or any other small indie film. Uh, only like Napoleon Dynamite, for example, even like yeah. that was such a small budget and it turned into millions. Yeah. Um. So, but anyways, going off on a tangent there, but, uh, but yeah, talk to me is the film we're going to be yes. discussing today. Made by YouTubers. Made by YouTubers. Uh, Rucka Rucka yeah. is our YouTuber handle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no fucking idea who these people were. Same. Um, I'm big on YouTube. Same. <laughs> but I do know uh, some people I know that when this movie got announced as being released coming this this past summer, they were like, oh, shit, that's the YouTubers that make made that movie. And I was like, who? And I was like, how the fuck do they have like six million subscribers? And I don't know. Like, it's so weird that the YouTube economy is so weird to me because there are so many channels out there that have millions and millions and millions of subscribers that I have no fuck. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Never heard of them. Um, my, my son, when he was younger, used to watch this channel called popular MMOs and they had millions of subscribers and I had no idea who I'd never heard of them. And I was like, this is so weird that there's so many different, types of content out there really or content creators out there that i've never heard of that have millions and millions of subscribers yeah it's insane that boggles my mind sometimes where you get like a bunch of people that just have or a bunch of youtubers out there that have millions of following yeah just don't know about um and then i I mean it gets kind of wider because of like different countries like they're from australia um so like i mean maybe it's just generated to like I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's a whole conspiracy conspiracy on on that, uh, which is yeah. I don't want to get into that. All right, all right. But but yeah, like yeah, it's it's cool though when you do find something like this, especially when you got two YouTubers who 
Um, the video I sent you yeah. where he shows that like they pretty much just love making movies since they were kids. Yeah. Um, Which I watched, by the way. And it was the video I watched was uh, their trip to Sundance. Yeah. And selling the movie to A24. Yeah. They had a small little like reel of them coming out from like doing these short little backyard yeah. films to like. Some backyard wrestling videos in there. Yeah. Too, some backyard was, wrestling videos. I was like, okay. Too. All right. Um, and then just to like now and showing how far they've come and yeah, uh, it's it's amazing. Um, it's so really like, cool. uh, seeing things like this is always always nice. Um, but yeah, talk to me, film, uh, distributed by A twenty four, basically stars people I don't know, never heard of, never and heard they're all Australian actors. Yeah, they all, all made it uh, there. That's yeah. what I love is great. I love that about. It. I think that's great that they made it there, and they even said in that video you you sent mm -hmm. me to watch that like. They almost made this movie with a couple of major studios, but creatively they were just too far apart. They wanted them to sh not shoot in Australia. They didn't want them to use Australian actors or have Australian accents. And they were like, no, nah, man, this is like who we are. We're trying, we're trying, we're making this movie for yeah. us, not for anybody else. And it ends up paying off in the long run, man. Yeah, absolutely. They said like, it took them a year to make. Mm -hmm. And then... During the pandemic, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And they even said, like, in that video, like, it was cool that they got, like, text messages from Jordan Peele and yeah. Steven Spielberg. And they're like, how they get, how the fuck did they get our phone number? This is so cool. Yeah. 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 That video shows, like, oh, like, we got a, we got a meeting with uh, the, was it Bad Robot? Not Bad Robot. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. James Wan. Yeah. James Wan. James his Wan company. company. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it's like just seeing their reactions, just them, their minds just being blown. Like, I love seeing that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, two small people like this. Um, well, small for. They it came from progress. YouTube. It's yeah. small. They're not, yeah. they're not backed by a big studio or a big distributor or big uh, yeah. company. But it's just, it's just yeah. weird because of how many fucking followings they have. Yeah. That, that's why it's like, it's small, but they're not small. They're not small on YouTube, right. but they're small in the film industry. I did like in this video how not only did they have the reel beforehand of like the stuff they did since they were kids, but it also had like what they like to do, like their effects, like this. They, they use this how video as a way to kind of show what they do on YouTube while talk about selling their movie, which I thought was really cool. How mm -hmm. they kind of showed their personalities and their editing tricks and their compositing and the way they do things. Yeah. Like yeah, when, even the, the the film that they were doing at Sundance had a few of that stuff yeah. there too. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know. It's, it's, talking about stuff like this just makes me so happy to see people get yeah. their chance. You know, um, kind of like with the short with Lights Out. You know, director Sam, how's that Sam? David Sandberg, I believe is his name. Mm -hmm. Um, did the Lights Out short, uh, and then the Lights Out movie. Yeah, and then the, he became the, the director for Shazam. You know? Yeah, but like I love seeing that progress, and oh uh, yeah, I mean um, even when it doesn't end up in a big way either, even when it just translates into people in views or something going quote viral on YouTube, like when we used to watch Film Riot all the time, yeah. and seeing the short moves that Ryan Connolly and his crew were making, and it's like you and I were always like, why does this dude not have a fucking studio deal? Look at this shit he did with so like good. no money, like come on, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, that drives me nuts. Like, I haven't watched any of their stuff in so long. Yeah, um, I really need to go see what what they're doing now. But, and then uh, in in other cases, it does end up in a big deal because I remember you and I like fucking high fiving and being super excited when Dan Trachtenberg signed his three yeah. video with Universal because we don't know him, but it felt like it felt like oh man, the homie did it. Like because uh, we've been watching him for ever. you know almost ten years at that yeah. point before he got that deal. And then seeing his portal short film and like the stuff that he had done, and it was like it was like fuck yeah, dude, they made it. Like yeah. it was just really cool. And he went on to do Ten Cloverfield Lane, and he's doing other stuff right now, like Prey. Yeah, did you see Prey? Prey? No, I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, and he did Prey, and and like the stuff he's done has been like critically like a claim. Like this guy is really good, and he is, and he 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 knows how to tell stories visually, and yeah. it's really cool to see. Yeah, pray, pray is shot so well mm -hmm. to like, you know, if you've seen any of his stuff, you know, like there's just certain things we got we got to watch that movie. I dissect it because there's like certain things. In yeah, there I need to have to see. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just such a good director. So yeah, and like, 
and again, this is we don't we didn't know who uh, Rucka Rucka was at all. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. Again, it's just really cool to see someone who like lift themselves up by their bootstraps and built a community and built a following and then get to make a movie like this and have it be received so well, like for it being their first thing. And um, it's really like we talked about this um, on a previous episode where I was like, I love seeing directors first thing. Yeah, and I love and I love seeing it. And I especially love seeing it when when they do their first thing. And it's like, and there's a lot here. There's a lot of ability. There's a lot of talent. And like, I know it's totally 100% biased on our part, but with (laughs) Ryan being a friend of ours and seeing his first shit before we knew who he was. Yeah. And seeing his Why the Last Man short film and us being like, "This this is really fucking good. And then seeing his first feature and going, man, this is really, really good. And like I just I I would love to see Ryan Plus blow up then, like this. Yeah, like, um, and I really like when he sends me stuff to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it that way. But yeah, going back to Rucka Rucka, uh, these guys, uh, Danny and Michael. I I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her. Dude, last don't name even. I'm not either. Oh yeah, no. I'll Ain't put it nothing. right here. I apologize. I doubt they'll even watch this, but I apologize. I'm just terrible pronouncing that stuff, pronouncing names. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Danny and Michael wrote uh, and directed this. Uh, actually, I'm only seeing Danny here as a writer. Danny, Bill, Heinzman, and uh, Dale, based on the concept by Daly Harrison, um, but directed by Danny and Michael. Yeah. Um, this, like, I really wanted you to watch it because this feels like a really unique film. Yeah. That hasn't been seen in a long time. Right. Um. I it has its issues and I have a, a lot of problems with it, but it was really nice and refreshing yes. to see an original Absolutely. take on something. Like I know there's been other movies like um Fallen with Denzel Washington with spirits passing from person to that. person. Um it follows with things passing from person mm-hmm. to person. Like Bro, come on, I do, you know I do my homework on this shit. Uh, Fallen, you should see, by the way. It's really fucking good. Um, Better than what I come up with. Um, so <laughs> what I told you? Yeah. Flatliners <laughs> and go. So it's not a wholly original concept of a spirit or an entity passing from person to person, but their take on it is what was original. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's, it's, a modern, it's a modern take. On a Ouija board. Absolutely. And, That's what it is. And the idea of... So, like, the whole Ouija board deal with everybody touching the thing and it moving or whatever, you feel, like, connected to it. But having it be a fucking severed ceramic hand and you're literally embracing... Like, that... I'm getting chills. It's like, it's like, like you're adding a physical the... touch yeah. to the thing... Yeah, it's it's so well done. And by the way, this is gonna be a full spoiler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We're um, assuming you watched this already. Rickle Taggett, he yeah. usually does, he's really good about that stuff. Full spoiler fucking review and discussion. Yeah. It's not really a review. It's we a don't discussion. do reviews, we do discussions. Yeah. And we talk about what we like and um, didn't like or whatever. But if you want a review, to me, five out of five, fantastic. Um I say that this is a must-watch movie. Yeah. I don't I'm I don't think it's as great as you think it is. I think it's very good. I think it's got it's shot amazingly well. I love the effects work and the makeup work and everything is great. I just I have problems with some of the story and but we'll get that to that. That should be our rating. Must watch. Yeah, must watch. Definitely must watch. Must like, watch if you feel like it. Stay away. If if you <laughs> if you are dying for an original concept in a horror slash psychological thriller type of movie. This is a must watch. Yeah. Whether you end up loving it or not, this is a must watch movie. Just just because of the story of how it got made. I, like, yeah. Come on now. Because this is just definitely a film. Again, we're assuming you've already watched it, so we're jumping right into it. Uh, this is a film that I think that's going to be part of like um, current horror wave mm-hmm. um, with like Hereditary and The Conjuring yeah. and, and this film. 
Um, plus, pretty much every other A twenty four films that are coming out I mean, that are horror, even, Blumhouse, even yeah, even going back like that one movie, uh, Unfriended. Or, Unfriended was uh, good too. Cam was good, and that was a fucking scary kind of movie. Cam was twisted, yeah. Yeah, so like, this is in that. This is a modern take, and again, all these movies we just named are not original concepts, but they're original takes on the concept. Yeah, and that's something I really, really that's appreciated what Hollywood about Hollywood misses. Yes, and that's why we love watching independent filmmakers because yeah. they can. Uh, done right they can take yeah. that concept and make it original like this film um yeah you're talking about the way it grabbed the hands yes like a ouija like it, the ouija board was perfect it, analogy right there yeah like, because again when you're because they're at a party and they're playing with a hand and when you're a dumb idiotic kid you do the ouija board chasing that fucking buzz of is this fucking yeah, really happening that high and yeah. they framed the handshake as like a high that they were chasing and I thought that was really fucking cool, man. Yeah. Really cool. Really good concepts. Really good ideas. Um, yeah, grabbing that first time you see it, like grabbing the hand. Yeah. You know, like they tell you the rules of it. They light the candles. You grab the hand. You say, talk to me. And then, you know, the spirit will appear. And then you have to say, uh, I let you in. Yeah. You know, and then that spirit basically possesses them. And you basically get like a high off of it. Like yeah. You basically almost like drug-like right. high, uh, which is why everyone's going around the table doing this. And uh, once they, they're in, I think they have like 90 seconds or something That's like what that. Before you go crazy. Before, yeah, yeah it, it stays with you and it takes over. Uh, and you got to blow the candles out to release right. the entity, the ghost, the demon, whatever your so, theory of what it is. <laughs> and that's, that's where some of my issues come in with it. Uh, because the lead, Mia, who was fantastic, by the way. She's she amazing. Was really fucking good. And in that video, but where they're at Sundance, and one Sophie of the guys, Wild. one of the guys says it to her, you're about to fucking blow up. Because everybody who sat down and watched this movie and is messaging us is talking about you and carry this movie. You're about to fucking blow up. And I if she doesn't, there's something wrong with Hollywood, man. Because she is the best part of this movie. And she really carries it. But with the rules they put in place, this is where I have some issues with some of the storytelling. So, um, obviously, these spirits, they even show it um, with the, the little brother. Yes. Um, before he does the thing. Like, these spirits are sticking to people like out of the gate, no matter what, no matter how long or who's involved, because he wasn't even involved the first time. And there's that scene where he's laying, I'm getting, she's watching his phone and he's asleep. And you see the hands take the earbuds and their regular hands and the phone. And then you see this fucking gnarly, gross hand touching his ear. And I was like, wow, okay. And it's not a jump scare, which is great because they could have relied on jump scares. They do it like once or twice. And it's the first time you see what's on the other count. side yeah. of the hand, which I thought was really cool that they showed that. And I also thought they showed great restraint. With There's that whole sequence where everybody's doing it multiple times and they don't show creatures every fucking time. Like hanging around. Yeah. Or, yeah. or yeah. they don't show it from their perspective on the other side. You see it very limited. Yeah. And yeah. And then so these spirits are still sticking. So their rules have no fucking bearing on what is actually happening. The rules they set out have no bearing on what's happening. Because these spirits are sticking around no matter what. It's yeah. the interaction alone. And I don't think they go... Because they have the conversation with the brother. Oh, we got to talk about the opening in a minute, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> they, have a, they have a conversation with the brother later. And he's talking about how, you know... It, it messed his brother up and it stuck with him no matter what. And they mm. don't go deep enough into that. And I wish they would have. But at the same time, I totally get you got to move the movie along. It's, it's, a, it's, an ori to, it's an original story. To, you don't want to be you, curious. And you don't want to spell everything out either. Yeah. Um, because as you see in the end, maybe there's more of these. Maybe there's more movies in this. I don't 
I don't think it's necessary. If there's only one hand, everyone has to. But you could easily do it. And they even <laughs> mentioned earlier that there's the other one is out there somewhere or yeah. some shit. Like just as a throwaway line. Um, but we're at we're out of fucking order here. Let's go back and talk about that opening. I am a sucker for a good one one take follow shot. <laughs> I love a long take and a follow shot. And man, does the do they fucking nail it? Because we talk about this with we've talked about this with other movies where it doesn't it feels like you as the viewer are also at this party at the beginning trying to get through the crowd with this guy who's looking for his brother. It doesn't feel like here's the camera on his it like it feel it's a really well done follow shot. Here's the thing about that. Um when watching this movie, um well before before that, um one of the things that uh, I remember seeing from I don't remember what director said it, but uh, he said a good a good one shot or good oneer is when you don't notice it. Yes, I didn't notice it until you mentioned it now. Yeah, so that's how good it was. Yeah, fuck, I didn't I, like I probably did at the time of watching. Yeah, but it would just flowed so well. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and then, like any good horror movie or thriller, you get the first kill out of the way fast. The first, yeah. That was intense. But that then, was really intense. And then, the fucking, whoo! Man. I was like, whoa! And, like, <laughs> the sound the sound effects, the sound design in this movie was so good because... Sounds good. And, okay, here's another thing. This movie is 100% predictable, but in, in the right ways. They They foreshadow things properly... Specifically with the sound design, when he's walking through the kitchen and the woman is cutting things, you hear the, oh, yeah. and it's like, okay, that's coming into play right now. And then it does, and then it does, and it's like, oh. holy shit. Holy like shit. something's going to happen. Yeah. The object has been presented. How is this going to unfold? And the way they play with sound um, is really good. Uh, but yeah, that opening really sucked me in. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's go. That, that was the hook. Yeah. The hook and and they did a great job with that because it sucked me in. Um, and yeah, just the way it was shot, the music, the sound, everything was really well done. Um, but yeah, and then again, with the some of the stuff, it's like to tell their story, they throw some things in, like random things uh, that are kind of treated like throwaway lines, which should have been elaborated on more. Like the one like, didn't so-and-so say that they can mimic? And it's like, and that's that's just a throwaway line, and then you don't get it until later when uh, Mia's mom's spirit, yeah, is like, no, that's not him. They're pretending to be pretending to be someone that they know. Yeah, and and then right even there, like that throws the whole thing off. And then the way the movie, I can, I can see that. Yeah. The way the movie ends, uh, with a little bit of because you don't really know what happened. You can you can kind of assume um, because the the girl's mother had passed away. Mia's mom had passed away and she had been able to make contact with this spirit that might be her mom, might be a right. wolf, might be an evil thing mimicking her mom to get her to do things. Demon, we perhaps. don't know. We don't and they know. left that ambiguous. And I do like that. I do like we don't need a reason for everything. Um, Ian from 616 Entertainment, when he, he did his History of Halloween retrospective, he said the thing he loved about the first Halloween, and John Carpenter will talk about this, was that Michael Myers had no motivation. He was, we don't know why he's doing the things he's doing. That stuff got added in later. But there's just something about not fucking knowing that is even scarier than yeah. knowing. And so I do like that they left things ambiguous here. So with the ending... When she's got the brother in the wheelchair and she's standing by the fucking freeway yeah. and then it cuts and you see her fucking fly into the f- and but the mom's spirit said something that triggers her to where you think oh she was she did it herself and because the mom's spirit said do the right thing and then he'll be ours forever and it's like okay and but the whole time you're trying to get these spirits away from the brother because they're trying to keep him and you have other fucking entities saying you'll never be able to take him back. He's going to be ours forever. And then the mom spirit, the mom entity says that. And you see like this realization on her face. So you don't we don't really know at the end. Did she jump? 
Did the sister get there in time and fucking push her? We don't know. Because when it cuts to the sister, she's just holding the brother's body. So, like, it leaves it ambiguous. It's like, did she fucking have that I realization that she, and jump? I, I think she did. That's what I did, too. Uh, but I like how they purposely frame things to where you don't I didn't don't even think about know. it like that. I didn't really... Yeah. I didn't really translate it like that. To me, I just thought, okay, well, she jumped. She figured it out. Yeah. She needs to die because he needs to be released from yeah. that... From that the, 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 and the they had another throwaway line earlier where the brother from the opening didn't die. He got stabbed but by his brother, but he didn't die. And he said, like, you know, the longer they're there, the weaker they get, and they eventually yeah. go away. And then they die and they're gone. And then even then, when she call when she calls to talk to the sister, of uh she says, Yeah, he was awake for a little bit and seemed like his normal self for a little while. And it's like, okay, so that adds credence to what this dude just said. And so there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like for the sake of speeding up the story, we need to get these couple lines in to tell the story. I don't want a three-hour fucking horror movie or psychological thriller. I don't need 35. that. But I would have liked a little bit more explanation on some things. But I do like... This is where I talk out of both sides of my mouth about it. I do like some of the ambigu- ambiguity, but I would have liked You'll a like little it, bit more. like it, but a little bit more. <laughs> Just a little bit more, right? Yeah. Um. So that's what I was talking about when I said I had problems with it. And... But I thought it was really well written. I thought the acting was really fucking well done by everybody. Um, like I hated their fucking mom. Because I think you're supposed to. But I fucking hated her. I was like, this is the worst character in this movie. I think that was kind of the point. But yeah. yeah. Um The living mom, not the entity mom. Right, right. Um Yeah. Um and this could go with casting as well, too, as we mentioned earlier. But yeah, everyone just felt so real yes. and genuine, like actual people. Uh, and uh, giving you know the credit to those directors for sticking with their guns, uh, which is what made this movie, I think, even better. was because oh, yeah. they're all felt like real people uh, dealing with, with this. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah, the... Um, real quick, kind of going back to that ending part. Um, seeing her walk through the hallways. The real and, ending? Yeah. Uh, yeah, walk through the hallways and not being acknowledged. Yeah. And just figuring out what's going on. Even though she got up from the floor thinking she was still okay. okay yeah. But she, like, her body's there. And, like, slowly just darkness showing up. And then she sees the light. The candle. You hear the from the match yeah, and the like, candle. Oh. Yeah, and then and then she's slowly walking in. Like that whole entire <laughs> shot of just going from there to the end. And then it flips the camera like that. And then you see the guy saying in a different language, yeah. talk to me. Like so, so good. So good. Really well done. And um the other thing I really like about this movie is writing-wise, there's not and there's there's long stretches where there's no dialogue. It's just the shot and the mood and the sounds like and that really get you sucked in. Um, Relying on just pure visual. Yeah. Uh, I talked about this when we talked about the Batman. And I said how sometimes move directors will get up their own ass and they'll hang on a shot too long. Yeah. Just for the sake of being artistic. The thing I liked about this is there was always movement. There was always a story being told, even if there was no dialogue or words being spoken. Yeah. Um, Telling through showing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I, I did like a lot of the cool things, like the, the twist with the dad. Like, she yes, oh my God. Like, and, and they did a great job of you not realizing which one was real and what wasn't. And then when you realize it and you see what's happening and it's like, oh, no, they're going to get her to fucking murder her own dad. And it's it, because those spirits had got to her. They were connected to her. They weren't letting go of her. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Like, yeah, like that, that kept me guessing the entire time with yeah. the dad. Uh, and also kind of also thinking too, like, wait a minute, was like he responsible then for killing the mother? Right, and because so and that's, that's why what it, this... it kind of like kept putting you on that, like, yeah, I don't know what those are called, like guessing, you know, guessing which side, yeah, you know. And I like that they never really say, they never really it, say but they give you the yeah. idea at the end where she realizes, oh, 
this is not my mom. And yeah. you think she takes herself out so she doesn't have to deal with it anymore. And then, yeah, becoming one of the people that gets brought in with the handshake at the end. The thing that made this even more creepy for me, um, not only because I watched it at one in the morning last night, <laughs> and I love, dude, I love that. That's how I watch That's horror movies. Watch yeah. um, and I wouldn't even really call this a horror movie. There's some horrific things in it. This is a psychological thriller, man. This is the type of movie I love. You would like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, I applaud them for having an original take on something. And the thing that made it even creepier for me is that when I was a kid, my mom had these ceramic hands. They're just all white ceramic hands what the fuck? that like stood like this. And then she had these ceramic masks that sat in the hand. They were like stands for the hands for the masks these ceramic hands so like they didn't have writing or symbols all over them like this one in the movie but immediately when they're like oh no it's just a real hand that's dipped in like we always used to joke like that's a real hand inside of a ceramic casing <laughs> it's the creepiest shit but it wasn't creepy when i was a kid right right it was just like art decoration my mom had in the house there were these ceramic cans that sat like Good, this imagine watching this as a kid dude it would have been the same as chucky with my buddy like it, or uh, the puppet master like it would have fucked me all up if this came out when i was a kid uh but yeah like so my mom had these really it's they weren't hilarious. creepy then but now they're creepy ceramic hands that held ceramic masks that were like um Harlequin or uh, gesture face yeah, painting, yeah, yeah. but they were all white, and then they had like painting on them. Like I think I know what you're talking oh, about. The masks creeped me out. The hands didn't at the time, but yeah. But now look those up. And dude, <laughs> she had the creepiest shit. But it wasn't creepy because it was just what was right. in the house. Like I didn't see it as creepy yeah. then. But now looking back, I'm like, yo, my mom had some pretty fucking creepy shit in the house. Um, I think she would really like this movie. By the yeah. way, I think I'm going to pass this on and let her watch it because it is it's really well done. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic film. Um, uh, A24 actually put out a like a a, a a box set, pretty much that comes with the hand. I think it was oh, very limited. Go edition. fuck yourself with that. No, thank you. <laughs> um. And I, I like adding mysticism to an inanimate object, like the Ouija board and stuff. Like, it's a modern, like, it's a take on a Ouija board. And I think that's really entertaining and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that, that was a good uh, yeah. a good pull there, because I was not even thinking that it could be something like that. Yeah. I did like the Flatliners reference, because they kind of do a similar um, visual with the spirit taking over the body kind of deal. Um that was the other thing I really liked was that when they start to get taken over by the entity, the makeup and effects that they used were really subtle, but also really jarring to where it looked like the people were fucking dying. Like still in the state of death. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the makeup on it just was terrifying as well. Yeah, and then the makeup on the some of the entities was pretty fucking gnarly too. Like really well done. Um and even though I fucking hated her, the mom the actress that played the mom played Susan, I think the mom's name was, right? Uh yeah. Uh, or Sue? Sue. Either way, she was really good because I fucking hated her out of the gate. <laughs> like she took her script and really fucking ran with Sue, it. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then um the actress that played Mia was very, very good. The only, the only one Sophie where I was Wild. like, meh. Mia is Sophie Wilde. Yeah, was Jade. I was just like, meh, she's just meh. Uh, <laughs> but she was fine. But compared to what she was, a, the other people she was around that were really fucking going hard with the acting, like really good shit. Yeah. Yeah, everything about the, the this is, is Really good, real entertaining. Oh, um, and some of this shit reminded me of The Gate. Oh, The like, Gate that you keep telling me to yeah, watch. Yeah, you haven't watched that yet, huh? Yeah, no. Fuck. Okay, some of this stuff reminded me of The Gate. Um, like the hallucination of uh, and Mia seeing the spirits outside of the handshake stuff. Like some of that stuff, and then like coming to and being the one doing the shit that she thought she was looking at. 
Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch the game. She had the whole foot in her mouth, bro. She had that whole oh, foot yeah, in her mouth. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> but some of that stuff, yeah, the gate. You gotta see the gate. It's it's way hokier, but it's again, it's one of those things. It's, again, the the idea of an entity coming crossing over and taking charge is not a new thing, but the device that gets it there can be original, and the story you tell around it can be original. And I think they did a fantastic job of taking a concept and making it their own and making it feel original, even though it's not an original concept for a horror movie or a thriller, you know? Yeah. Um, reason I'm on my phone, because I, I wanted to check my sources before I say it. Yes. yes. Uh, but it does look like it is going to get a sequel. Talk to me too. A24, this is from Bloody Disgusting. A24 okay. has ordered a sequel to the hit horror movie. I hope they have a story to tell. Um, I mean, you kind of said it yourself too. I mean, there is the other hand out there too. Yeah, but then it's just the same. Then it becomes Final Destination, where it's just the same story over, over and over. over again. Then it's just Saw, where or it's maybe the same more of the story origin over of how the hand became. That's, that's the film. That's the film I want to see. Yeah, yeah, that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, I, that's good. I would see that. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't want to see Talk to Me just in Mexico or Talk to Me, but in a different country. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see an, another original story and using that same concept. Yeah, a good origin story of a severed hand. And while it can be construed as a negative, which, you know, again, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here about it. I like that there wasn't a moment where they're like, well, you see... This is where the hand came from, and here's the backstory. Like I We're like that that just... wasn't there. <laughs> there wasn't a fucking lore dump on me, but at the same time, would have liked a little, just a little just bit, a little bit, you know. But if that's something they do in another movie, maybe that's, that's why they kept dope. it that vague yeah. to make it the sequel. Yeah, I hope these guys have more stories to tell. Um, I would like to see because they seem like very gregarious, outgoing dudes. I'd like to see what they do in a different genre. Um, like look what Jordan Peele did with his horror movies, and he's a comedian, like, and he's known for being a comedian or a comedic guy or a writer or actor that does comedy. And he came came out and made two yeah. really fucking fantastic. And um, again, this is a new style. I think um, the Jordan Peele movies are not horror movies; they are psychological thrillers, man. Uh. And I always say, like, that's what I love about Silent Hill. Silent Hill has its scary stuff. It's it's horror tropes. It's gross looking things. But Silent Hill is a, a video game. That story plays with your fucking mind from the moment you turn it on to the moment it's over. And even after you're long done with it. Then there's uh, horror games or horror movies that pound the gore at you or the jump scares. And it's like that works in the moment. But I never think about that thing again after, except for, oh, man, remember how gory that scene was and whatever? Like, but with a psychological thriller, like a movie like Fallen or, you know, or a movie like this that really fucking makes you think about things even after you're long done. A movie like Frailty that makes you think about it after it's over and it still scares you even when you think about it. That's the kind of scary movie I like. And this Again, even with the pro, and I, I didn't even have a lot of problems with it. But even with the problems I had with this movie, and it's kind of quick storytelling to get in under that hour and thirty-five or what hour and forty minutes. Because anything longer than that in a movie like this is too much, you know. Like I think, yeah, they could have made it two hours and give you that lore dump. I think scary movies and comedies benefit from brevity. Like the longer they go, the more they overstay their welcome. And I think you stick right to that ninety minutes. With the with those two styles, it's the perfect time for a movie. Hour and a half, hour and forty five. Don't go any longer because then you outstay your welcome. Then funny see that, yeah. funny things stop being funny and scary things stop being scary. You get in, fucking scare the bejeebus out of me, and you get out, and then you make me <laughs> think about. I've been thinking about this movie all day, and all after I got done watching it last night before I fell asleep, I was like, man, just thinking about this movie and thinking about it today and really excited to come here and sit down and talk to you about it, talk about it with you because it it's something that stuck with me and there's not a lot of movies of any genre these days 
that I want to sit down and talk about after I've watched them. <laughs> Which is kind of why we talk about older stuff most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we could go over the Jordan Peele movies too in the future. Yeah, I need to sit down and watch those again. Yeah. Uh, uh, you still haven't seen Nope? No, I haven't seen it. Anymore. That was the second one, right? It's the, last, the latest one he did yeah. was Nope. Yeah. So it was um, Get, Get Out, out us, us, and Nope. nope. Okay, I haven't seen Us or Nope. Okay, but I need to sit down and watch those. <laughs> uh, or watch, watch, uh, get out again, and then watch Us and Nope. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, it'll be fun to get back into talking about some movies now. Uh, hopefully, this all sh- all this shit goes through, um, or ends sometime soon. Uh, because again, there was a lot of movies we wanted to talk about this season. <laughs> a lot of shit I watched. Old movies and new, and like yeah. I can't wait for them to finally say, "Okay, it's over." Because I've already, I already got this planned. I already have this plan. I already talked to Rick about this. We're gonna do an entire episode where Rick just tells me about all the movies he saw during the strike. <laughs> well, I mean, I could list off the movies now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just the ones that I've seen. I think it would be fun for you to give like um. <laughs> quick reviews and then i'll end up going back and watching some of these and we'll do full long form episodes about them but i like the idea of you just like and then i saw this and it was great and this oh i hated that like i just i like the idea of you just rapid fire going through some movies yeah because i have my letterbox here and the phone movies i watched in Mm -hmm. 2023 um mostly most of these are for yeah 2023 yeah um so far it looks like i only have 23 films okay um but yeah, talk to me is great. Talk to me is a must-watch movie. Um, yeah, must-watch. It's not. I'm not gonna say five out of five, ten out of ten, or anything like that. Um, I was gonna say must-watch. I'm gonna go back to what our original rankings were. Like our original rankings were uh, must-watch, rent it, avoid oh, that's right. it. Right? That's right. Yeah. This is must-watch. This is a must-watch, man. Uh, must-watch. Any way you can. Uh, tell your little sister so you can watch this movie if you have to. <laughs> it's good. It's worth it. Find the it's, ceramic it's, can. Yeah. Um, I'll see if my mom has any pictures of those ceramic cans. I'll post them. And I'll, if I, if she can it. send yeah. me some, I'll send it to you so you can put it in there where I was talking about it. It's fucking creepy. I know she still has the masks. I don't know if she still has the hands. Yeah. It's so weird because they're, they're all white and then like the nails are painted and they have like jewelry on them. I think I've seen the jewelry <laughs> stores that they use them for displays. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, these were just stands for her creepy masks at the time. Um, but yeah, man, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's out now that I, I'm looking forward to finally watching and talking about once all this clears up. Like I haven't seen Air yet. Um, I haven't seen Amazon. I haven't seen Gran Turismo yet. Um. There's oh, some, wow, yeah, there's some other stuff that I was gonna go to the theater for that, but I still. It's so weird. I just don't like going to the theater. Um, let's see. Like there's some uh, movies on that list. Like I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Barbie. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen Oppenheimer either. Um, a lot of the big releases this year, I haven't, I haven't seen anything new except this, and oh. because I didn't have to leave. They saw Mario, right? Yeah. Okay, I did so, see Mario. Okay, that was this year also. This year's been weird because it feels like it's taken forever, but it also feels like it's, so short. it's gone. Yeah. Like, I feels like Mario was two years ago. It's weird. I still um, got to see Saw X. I know there, it's going to be trash, but I love the Saw <laughs> Not watching that shit. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I won't go on my Saw rant again. There's a clip on you. You've probably already seen it if you yeah if you've uh, watch us. I think I think I think I've, I think there's a clip on on Instagram Instagram or something yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ahsoka TVs. I've been wanting to talk about that so badly. I'm so over. The only reason Ahsoka, my love for Ahsoka, is because we get to see Chopper. We get to see all the Rebels crew. Mm-hmm. I just I love the Rebels TV show. Um, but watching it like, um, which is kind of, I don't know if I could say this, um, whatever, something I talked, we talked a little bit about on the thing that I did today. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, uh, one of the guys said like, yeah, like Ahsoka ran too long. What, what could have been a two hour movie? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking like, you know what? You're not wrong, but I love these characters. So you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what I would have said. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just. 
you could not pay me any amount of movie to even care about all this fucking Star Wars shit. But you were never really a Star Wars person. Okay, see, that's the misconception, and I've said it here before. I'm not a Star Wars hater. I'm not. I'm just not. not, You're not a hater, but you're not also an obsessed fan like some of us. Right, and I'm saying, like... Y'all should be harder to please than the fucking garbage they're dishing you out. They're just fucking serving you up crusty brand imitation gruel. You're not even getting real gruel anymore. You're not even getting real gruel. You're getting the fucking knockoff shit. I'll say this. Um, I love the Obi-Wan series. Fine. It was good. Could have been a movie. So much so that someone actually turned it into a movie. They did their own director's cut. cut. Uh, And... uh, Basically did what I wanted to do with Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Um, and kind of made it their own. And I'm talking about Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah. Um, Edited it to make it a good yeah, movie. And it was good. <laughs> That's like, funny. The, the guy's edit was good. Like, it made sense. Like, yeah, it should have been a movie. I'm going to have to look that up and maybe watch that. But yeah, like, the Marvel... Like, Disney is fucking up all over the place with this stuff, man. They've really ran these fucking beloved IPs into the fucking ground. Sad, sad thing. That's a discussion for another time. And I think for that discussion, we should have Wolf. Oh, God, no, because Wolf is Wolf is the worst kind. <laughs> Wolf, Wolf loves, Wolf everything, loves everything they do. And, like, cool, man. I'm glad you do. I'm not going to sit here and shit talk you for liking what you like, because I would I would never do that like you with could, any you could kind like of... You like it, but you could also be critical about it, right. too. And I think that's kind of the hard part for some people. I think Wolf is one of those people. Okay. It's hard for him to be critical. Because, <laughs> um, like, I could be critical about it. Yeah. Um, at least I, I mean, look how critical I was of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... I'm all done with Spider-Man. <laughs> he's fine. But he's not my Spider-Man. Right. Right, right. I do, I do like that... Um, the people that were kids when the Raimi trilogy came out are now adults. And they're, uh, yeah. Toby's finally getting a little bit more love over the last few years than he was getting from people our age that saw the Toby Spider-Man, and we're like, so I, I think, I think maybe it's a combination of people like me were maybe a little overly harsh about Toby's Spider-Man and the way it was portrayed, which isn't necessarily his fault only, and I think there is. I mean, a, that was a true comic book form of. Spider-Man, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Um, it was it was close. It was a it was an it era. Was. It was an era of Spider-Man. It wasn't perfect, but it was close yeah. to, to the comic book. And then you know you fucking put that against the people who were kids when they saw it, and that's their Spider-Man. Like, like uh, people like us that were kids with the animated series, like that's our Batman. You know. Yeah. Uh, real quick, how is what is your take on Deadpool? On the just like the the movie? movies, yeah, I like them a lot. I think that they, to me, if Deadpool would have come out when he Ryan Reynolds was really trying to get it made, people would shit all over it because it is literally the comic book come to life on the big screen. And the last couple, the few times that that happened in superhero movies in the early 2000s, they got shit on because people were not familiar with the comic book properties. And they wanted summer blockbusters with these comic book characters, which they eventually got from Marvel. They got big summer blockbusters that had Iron Man and Thor in them. But they're just big, they're Michael Bay style fucking summer blockbusters. Um, like, I still maintain that that, that first Fantastic Four movie is a comic book come to the big screen. And it yeah. treats the property. I just watched that and I would say yes. Treats the property with a lot of respect, but the movie got no respect because the people that reviewed it didn't know anything about the comic. And yeah. The campiness got confused with like, you're seriously you're giving us this. Yeah. But it was a comic book take on it. Right. And I still say, and I know you and I kind of differ on this. I don't really care for it, but I'm not going to shit on it. <laughs> X-Men Last Stand is the most fucking comic book movie you're ever going to see. And people shit all over it because it was too outrageous. Why would he move the fucking... Because that's what Magneto would do. He would move the fucking bridge to get to Alcatraz. 
That would that is a panel from a fucking comic book if I've ever seen it, and everybody shit on that. Like that was the thing everybody hung their hat on as to why X Men Last Stand was bad, and they're wrong. But yeah, what I really liked though was Angel story. The Angel story mm-hmm. was fantastic in that in the Last Stand, mm-hmm. which I kind of wish we got more of. We've totally got. We totally <laughs> did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny it's, here... It's, it's the, the pent-up of not being yeah. able to talk about this. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like we we ended the Talk To Me stuff pretty well. Yeah, so I, got the, a, I got a marker. The here. funny thing about this is... Uh, I was just talking to Rick about this the other night, where we want to do a classic style of episode of this show. Like, And what I mean by yes. classic is our old podcast, Some Shit We Like. But when it originally started, we did it remotely. And... Um, it was three of us, me, Rick, and our buddy Bryce. And what we would do is we would all put down links to stories, whether it was like a tech story, a movie story, a video game story, whatever. And we have like, you know, somewhere between three and seven stories a week. Something like that. Yeah. And then we would we would all read the articles or watch the video, and then we would all talk about it. And the whole idea was only bring something if you have something to say about it. Like, that was kind of the rule. Like, yeah, maybe the new trailer for whatever fucking summer movie is out. But if you don't care about it, you don't really have anything to say about it. Fucking bring. And this is when it was just audio. So it wasn't like we were going to sit here and watch the trailer and then talk about it. It was all audio. So we would watch the trailer separately and then we would all talk about it. Or we would read the story separately and then talk about it. And then so I was telling Rick the other night, I was like, I think we should do that. We should have an old school classic style episode where... We bring some stories and then we kind of talk about them. And one of the stories, the thing that brought it on is something we were talking about last yeah. night. I don't want to get into because we're going to do <laughs> an episode with it. Uh, but it's a really cool technology and music story. There's, there's been a lot of really cool stuff uh, like that happened like that this year where it was like, oh, that's worth talking about. But I don't think it could be a full episode. And I know we always said it doesn't, we can do short episodes or long episodes, but it would be something like that. 10 or 15 minutes. And I don't think that's enough to put. Right so ahead. we put four of those types of stories in there. You got an hour and there you go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, uh, it's that's a little cool. bit of how our sausage is being made right now. If you, if you care. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of sausages, I'm getting hungry. So let's end this. <laughs> ah, that could have gone a whole bad way. That could have gone a different All right. way. Uh, if you like what we're doing, man, please, you know, pass it on to a friend. I'm not going to say the subscribe and like bullshit. But the thing that I will say is if you like what we're doing, share it with a friend. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing this and uh, we hope you yeah. have fun consuming our content, however you do. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got something to say because we said something that you didn't like, let us know in the comments what you said. I will see it. He will see it. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll bring I those did, comments. I did have a comment that was sent privately from... Um, oh, you did? From, oh, see? Here we go. We'll read a comment. From Alex. Well, no, because I, I can't... It, it doesn't make sense to bring it up right now. Okay, we'll bring it up another time. I told him, he's like, do you guys do, like, questions and stuff? And I was like, yeah, we will... To- whatever, just whatever. send me a thing. And he's like, yeah, because this, this, and this. And I was like, dude, that's perfect. I'm going to find a way to work that in when when it makes sense. But yeah. a short movie on YouTube? Send us a link. Okay. Yes that we'll watch it i love shorts uh but yeah man good times good yeah. times uh, that's gonna be it so yeah thanks for watching um and uh we also want to thank for this wonderful music nigel bravo stoat crow comedy pro and comedy both with k's on bandcamp and youtube uh check him out solid dude make some awesome royalty free music for us to use. yeah uh, thanks again and we'll catch you next time peace